Hi there. This is a mini-sode of the Sod's Law podcast, recorded in Krakow, Poland, where I travelled to record Ukrainian refugee and aid worker stories exactly one month since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. My main intention was to document the work of an organisation called JRoots, a Jewish heritage and educational organisation that has transformed its Poland operations into a full-blown humanitarian aid venture. After recording a full-length podcast with JRoots co-founder Svi Sperber, he advised me to go to a number of different places within Krakow with the limited time I had available. After speaking to Valentina, the Ukrainian refugee teacher who was running the JRoots kindergarten at the Galizia Jewish Museum, I had the chance for a proper sit-down chat with Jakob, the director of the museum, to get a better sense of how this incredible venture came about. So, here you go. This is me talking with Jakob, the director of the Galizia Jewish Museum. My name is uh, Jakub Nowakowski. I'm the director of the Galicia Jewish Museum uh, here in Krakow, uh, Poland. And uh, I guess, how long have you been involved in the museum? Uh, Well, that's that's a bit of time already. I've um, joined the museum already in 2007, around 2007. Mm -hmm. uh, And since 2010, I'm I'm running it as a director. Okay. And I guess the reason why we're sitting here and the reason why I'm in Krakow is because of the war in Ukraine, the Russian invasion in Ukraine. But you have changed your setup since the war started. Tell us a little bit about what happened and how that started for you here in the museum. Yeah, um, well, it was a, a, a gradual uh, process. Um, already in uh, last year, since 2000. Uh, 21 we had um, among our colleagues here at the museum we've hired some people from Ukraine I mean there was already a big influx of Ukrainians to Poland for work over the last uh, couple of years Mm. so um, when the war broke out we already had uh, four staff members coming from from Ukraine um, and that uh, comprise uh, roughly 30 25 percent of the of the actual number of uh, employees right now um, so when the war broke out, I mean, very quickly for us, it became uh, a story which was reflected in the actual people. I mean, we've seen tears, we've seen nerves, we've seen the sorrow, we've seen how those events that we could read about in, in, in the Internet are affecting our, our colleagues. Um, one of our colleagues actually um, uh, moved back, I mean, decided to, to give up his work here mm-hmm. and to go back to fight in Ukraine. So for us, it was also a shock. Um, so, so we've we've uh, we've very quickly been involved in helping through those people. I mean, we've we've started with with collecting funds, we've we've doing some charity concerts, uh, and and using the funds to help. We've uh, started to collect medicines. One of uh, one of the relatives of our employees is actually a doctor in a small town near Kiev. So we've been getting uh, direct information what is needed in this particular uh, hospital in this in this small town. Um, so we've been all doing all of that. Um, and and then at some point, um, also for our personal kind of uh, stories, because many of us started to host, um, to shelter, to host Ukrainian refugees, we realized that uh, there is a need of, of also providing some kind of activities for the kids. Mm. Uh, it's estimated that around 30, 40 percent of all the uh, of all those 2.2 right now million uh, people that uh, arrived to Poland over the last four weeks. Uh, between 30 and 40 percent are our children under the age of 12. Um, so we we've decided we've seen that they are kind of left uh, 
left behind. The parents are, are obviously traumatized. Uh, the parents are trying to sort out things, to do some paperwork, but what to do with the kids that doesn't speak the, uh, um, language, that don't have friends. Mm -hmm. um, and we've, uh, we've come to, into a conclusion that we can utilize the space that we have at the museum, some conference room and, 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 and the tools that we've been using for programs for Polish kids uh, in the past um, to a greater uh, kind of uh, good and and then maybe we can um, we can think about opening a daycare for Ukrainian kids. So how many kids? Well, si since you opened this daycare, how many kids on average do you think you've had in here? Because I know there's a turnover because they don't stay for very long. But on average, how many kids have you helped support since opening up the daycare? Sure. Well, it, uh, yes, as you say, the number vary depending on the time of the day and, and, and day of the week. But um, thanks to the, 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 the support and, and, and friendship and, and, and the resources that we receive from a number of, of, of friends and donors from all over the world, thanks to our um, co collaboration with JRoots, who has also stepped in very quickly and, and helped us to cover half of the costs of... of um, of operations of this uh, of this daycare, we are now uh, having around uh, between 20 and up to 25 kids, and this is really the maximum number per of day. Per day, yeah. Of the 25 kids, this is the top uh, we can we can admit uh, because of the space limitation. Mm -hmm. What was important for us is, was also to to make this space run by refugees themselves. So it's not only we are taking care of the kids, but we've um, we've decided that we want this daycare to be run by Ukrainian refugees. So we mm -hmm. have teachers that escaped from Ukraine just in within the next within the last four weeks who are running this full uh, full time and are being paid for that we have uh, other uh, educators or, or specialists who also escaped from Ukraine who are providing lessons and activities to those kids so it, it's difficult to answer a question like this in terms of projecting what might happen but as we talked about before we started recording the war will end one day but what's going to go on for a much longer amount of time is the need for aid, the need for support. The refugees aren't able to just go straight back home as soon as the war might be over. So how, if you do at all, do you foresee how this system that you've set up is going to change or progress over the next weeks or months? Well, we'll be we'll try to react to to the reality, um, and it's hard to to as you say to to foresee what's what's what will come, but. Um, we hopefully uh, at some point Polish education system will recognize the fact that there are uh, hundreds of thousands of uh, Ukrainian kids who doesn't speak the language what, what happens right now in Poland is that those kids that speak any Polish or a bit Polish are taken into the Polish schools right so that's great yeah but it's only minority, only a, a, a fracture of, of all those kids that do speak or understand Polish. Most of them speak Ukrainian or Russian, and they are still in a void. So we will be trying to provide help as long as it's needed for those kids. Uh, of course, understanding that we're a museum, uh, uh, so our primary goal is not really offering shelter to, to the refugees. Uh, um, but of course, this is what is needed. And, and especially being a Jewish museum, especially being a Jewish museum in Poland, um, this, 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 this duty uh, of, of providing help to people in need is, is the most important. Okay, so obviously you're working with companies or organizations like JRoots, as you've said. I'm a big fan of JRoots. I've interviewed Svi only last night on another episode. But there are people all over the world who want to help. And I think there's a confusion sometimes as to what help is needed because that help or requirement for help changes on a daily basis, it seems. 
right now or in the immediate future, what can people do to assist, whether it's directly this operation at the Jewish Museum or generally, in your opinion? Well, um, yes, the, 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 the needs been changing, uh, or at least some of those needs been changing over those last four weeks. Uh, at the beginning, the response from the Polish uh, inhabitants for, from the Poles was, was immense, and there was volunteers and, and, and food and, and clothes and so on and so on. Now, I mean, after four weeks of, 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 of helping people, we, we see people worn out, are worn out. Mm. People are tired, people are... are, are uh, um, also, in, in a sense, you know, uh, traumatized by, by being witnessing this, 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 this entire situation. So I think on, on one hand, what we need is now hands on, on, on the ground here. Um, if you speak uh, Russian, if you speak Ukrainian, uh, yes, it's, it's, it would be great if you could come and, and do some work either with, with refugees or uh, at the warehouses where, where um, supplies are being brought from all over the world, from all over the, uh, the Europe. Uh, but certainly uh, the funds are also needed and the funds are needed um, for, for organizations here. And I think for, for us at the Galicia Jewish Museum, we understand that the ultimate goal uh, would be to to make those people self uh, sufficient. So what we are doing on top of the this daycare, we've, we're we're uh, open uh, jobs opportunities for Ukrainian uh, specialists, but much for anyone. Mm. So what we would like to do is to we're what we are raising funds for is actually not only for supplies, for medicines, for 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 food packages, but to be able to offer a decent job mm. so those people feel that they are a, a, a human that they can afford they can raise money they can earn money uh, I think it's you know about psychological effect and, and, and the dignity and so on so yes I think we would be be looking for uh, for the fund that that would allow us to open more job opportunities for the, those people so they can rent apartments so they can provide for their kids so they can feel proud mm. um, and also so so you know the one person less off the list of those that need help uh, uh, from from the volunteers so so the money yes the money yes uh, the medicines the medicines are needed um, but uh, you know we it's not, not such a great problems with the medicines that you can buy in any pharmacy mm. what is very much needed are those more advanced antibiotics uh, uh, systems to 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 to, to deal, you know to, to wound people that have been been shoot or mm. or or damaged with fire so these are not things you can buy in the pharmacy yeah so what would be needed are supplies of those medicines, antibiotics, uh, a more advanced uh, uh, medical uh, kind of equipment that you can't really buy uh, in, in the pharmacy. And if, if you could provide that, that would be a great help. What's the general sense from the people you've been dealing with, let's say the parents of the children you've been looking after, uh, had the opportunity to interview one of the Ukrainians who's helping in the daycare, and the hope is that they can go home? Realistically, based on the information you've been hearing in dealing with these people who've been displaced and forced to leave, what's the likelihood that they're going to be able to return home, in your opinion? Or do you think that this is now about setting up long-term infrastructure for them elsewhere? Well, it's hard to say. Um, I think we're all very uh, taken by... by, by the strength of the Ukrainian people, the, 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 the resistance they, they are showing to, to, to the, the, the Russians. And I think that uh, some of them will want to rejoin with their husbands or fathers or sons who are there and fighting. So I'm, I'm sure some of those people will return as soon as possible. Mm. Uh, but some 
will, will stay here longer uh, because their homes been destroyed and we've heard that, we've seen photographs, their family members were, were killed. Um, some will want to, to find, to build future somewhere else. And um, for those, we will need to be able to provide uh, a place. Uh, they will need to be became a, a living in Europe and Poland. And that's going to be certainly uh, uh, a challenge. A challenge. Uh, you know, Poland has been a, a monocultural, monocultural uh, uh, country. You know, ninety-five percent of Poles until four weeks ago were white, white Catholics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, but all, all in all, I think this is uh, something that will be a positive. Uh, uh, this will be a positive change for Poland. This will be a positive change for 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 us. Um, but. Certainly, this process will not be easy and will be will be causing some tensions. Um, yeah. So I think longer term we'll need to be able to provide jobs, but also to explain, to keep reminding the the, the, the poles about the reasons why those people are here, to to fight misconceptions, lies, uh, fake uh, uh, news that that will be coming. We we are seeing them now mm. that Ukrainians are you know stealing the jobs, that they are thieves, that they are you know the crime rate is is growing high. All those lies that are being spread by 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 Russians, by by you know right wingers uh, mm. who are not happy with what's going on. Yeah, I think we should also just. Uh, insert there that commotion that just happened whilst we were talking was a day trip that's been organized for the children in the daycare center are you able to tell me a bit about where they're going and how you've yeah, organized yeah, that yeah yeah certainly i mean you know we while the first week of operations was 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 insane um and now in the second week of operations we're, we're able to put together a nice program uh which includes also uh, trips uh, so the kids will go to the park near the zoo and and they will have some uh sport uh, activities and and again i mean many of those activities are uh, being done in collaboration with 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 polish guides with with uh, teachers with volunteers that are coming here to help they're spending their time they're not being paid i'm talking here about the poles uh who are who are really doing a lot to to help mm. um so you know it's it's uh, again we would not be able to do this uh, this daycare without our friends from jroot without our sponsors and, and and people that respond very quickly and we've been getting emails and, and, and phone calls from people from Australia, from states, from, from Netherlands. But also people on the ground here are really very much uh, into. And, and you know, one of the numbers, uh, the number of the day for yesterday for me was 95. Because 95 was the number of uh, meals that were paid but through the online webpage of the restaurant that is providing food to the kids. So 95 uh, Poles uh, booked uh, meals for the kids online paying uh, paying uh, for 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 all those kids so i think it's it's uh, it shows that there is really a, a lot of people that want to help and whether it's 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 more help and financial help or their time this is really something very spectacular so as you can probably imagine the majority of people engaging with this platform that i've got are english speaking so for anybody listening or watching how can they help out how can they provide meals for the kids or support the efforts that the museum's putting on or the collaboration that you're doing with J-Roots? Well, yes, I mean, you can help either through, through uh, organizations like J-Roots, who is collecting the funds and then channeling them uh, to, to make it possible for us to help. Um, so so J-Roots certainly would be a good place to, to, to um, 
uh, to help. Uh, you can go and uh, look, up, look up Galicia Jewish Museum org, and then you'll find information about how you can transfer funds to us or contact data if, if you again if you can you're willing to help to do some work on the ground uh, especially if you speak Ukrainian or Russian uh, please please do contact us uh, as, as there might be an, an internship and then volunteer uh, opportunities for you on the ground. Fantastic. So the J Roots website, I think, is jroots.org slash donate. I think that's the one. Jakob, thank you so much for taking the time. This is a very hectic day, and I really appreciate you doing this with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, we'll be releasing the rest of the mini podcasts throughout the week, so please do subscribe to Sod's Law on whichever podcast app you're using to listen to this so you don't miss them. If you're on social media, you can find updates, episode clips and more with the handles at Daniel M. Rosenberg and at Sod's Pod. Make sure you have a fantastic day and thanks for listening.